You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, available on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself, at Locked On Browns, follow back account, DMs are open. As all you faithful subscribers and listeners do No, we're going to get to some things here today. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith is going to join us along for the ride. Your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show, our um, home NFL show, flagship show, here on the Locked On Podcast Network, Wednesday, June 23rd. Uh, Before we get going here, uh, happy birthday birthday to my fantastic, wonderful wife, Anne-Marie. All the best and last day of school for her at her high school. your time of the year, dear. Um, soak it up, live it up, enjoy it to the fullest. Pete, um, some big news and obviously involves the Cleveland Browns as a former player, former fan favorite, um, a player at the time when he was released was a little bit shocking, felt there probably still could have been a run here for him. Um, not just football player, smart, <laughs> smart guy, uh, financial whiz, I guess we could say as well. Um, former Penn Stater, former Cleveland Brown, now current Las Vegas Raider, Carl Nassib takes to social media and to this point becomes the most prominent NFL player to put himself out there um, to, I guess, just maybe relieve having to hide the person that he is, uh, just wanting to be able to be truly who he is in every sense. You know, obviously he's an NFL player. Obviously he's got interests outside, uh, you know, of the football world as well. but. Carl Nassib, uh, you know, comes out as, you know, openly gay, uh, admits it. This is for you and I, Pete, we've, we've always had these stances and, you know, for as much grief and guff that people want to give us from time to time, uh, for a player, you know, who, you know, has done the work, has done everything that's required of them, produces on and off the field. You should never want anybody to feel like they have to a hide or be, be uncomfortable in their own skin you know, due to the fact that, you know, some things like the world of the NFL and professional sports will not adapt or will not change or will not accept change. Yeah. Uh, so you, you think about this, uh, and it, and it, uh, it feels like it's not that big of a deal, except Michael Sam was seven years ago. Um, so and certainly did not have the track record. Now Carl Nassib is a proven player in this league, right? But it's just the idea that that that's how long it has been since since we've had something along these lines is is remarkable in its own right. That it uh, Carl Nassib decided, you know, that he was um, comfortable enough to do this, but it still took that long before you know it, it is happening. And in the math, you know is it impossible to ignore and and there have been gay players in the NFL who have who have admitted after the fact um you know there was a former uh, patriots offensive lineman who was who thought after football he would kill himself uh based on the idea that that he was so uh trapped um in, 
in his own in this in this element of his life um you know beyond the there's the humanity element of it. You certainly want a player to be comfortable with themselves and uh, not have to deal with that pressure. But the the thing you cannot sort of get away from is the idea that um, what happens if there's the next superstar player uh, is gay, you know, do you want to be in the mindset that you don't want that player just because of this, 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 this particular genetic, uh, you know, result that you don't want that player, like the great, you know, the next great quarterback is gay. Do you want to pass on them for that? Um, and how many, you know, potentially fantastic players have, has, has either college or the NFL or whoever missed out on, uh, because you know, the, that, 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 culture that that uh mindset has sort of driven them out of the sport or just you know we talked about sports so much about confidence and all this but that 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 maybe they they could not have reached the the peaks of the, the their potential might have allowed them to get but this part of their, their their life is holding them back so much and and uh they're they're you know they're 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 so worried about it and so self-conscious that they can't be great uh, in the way that other way other players might be able to. So there's this element of uh, we need to sort of move, get over the fact that th- this is just going to be a, a thing that where it has been a thing for years. I mean, Vince Lombardi, his brother was gay and he was a, a major advocate and, and somebody who is, uh, uh staunchly supportive of his brother when when uh when this would be brought up uh you know within the team element particularly when he was with washington uh this is something he he didn't sort of abide by so um it's a step forward hopefully you know the news that you know his jersey sale is selling like the best in the nfl i really hope that we're not going to find out that like you know Suddenly, all you know, some of those jersey sales are so some jackass can burn them. Can put them in a fire pit, exactly. Yeah, so, but but you know, I, I hope it's all the best. So far, it's been really supportive. I haven't seen anything that you know, and and I'm not looking for it, but I hope that's an indication that this is just all good news. I mean, Derek Carr coming out um, and and sort of really really embracing uh, embracing his teammate. Derek Carr's a, a a really good guy, but his background is very conservative Christian. So mm-hmm. it is a big deal that, that he, he is sort of embracing Nassib in this front very publicly. And, and, but, you know, to, I would say that's the type of guy he is, but that, that part of his life would sort of be a natural pushback. So it's good that, that we don't have that, uh, that element pushing back. So uh, all the best to Carl. Uh, he was a, a player I, I liked coming out of Penn state. He was a guy I liked for the Browns. He was a guy I liked on the Browns. Um, and now he, he is six years in the league. He's got a pretty nice contract with the Raiders and, uh, you know, hopefully he can keep, uh, keep going with that and and succeed and hope perhaps be a better player because this is no longer weighing on his mind. And with this, and whenever you have somebody trying to do something, you know, groundbreaking or, you know, breaking from the norm, a lot of it comes down to, you know, what type of player it is. And I'm not talking about on the field. I'm talking about the personality, 
you know, the dedication, the person you are, you know, it, it takes a brave person to do this. It takes a strong person to do this. It takes, you know, somebody that can hopefully truly stand up and say, hey, this is the way it should be. And so many who cares about players, sexual preferences, da, 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 da. But, you know, organizations obviously celebrate players having a child, things of this nature. None of this should be any different. You know, your player is your player, you know, whether, you know, whatever their sexual preference is. But when you get somebody to you want to step over the line and put themselves out there, the best way it can go to maybe help further players down the line is that it is a strong individual. And it is somebody that can maybe, you know, has the mentality, has the mental strength to deal with you know, with whatever stupid backlash there's going to be. And there's always a few jackasses in the room, as we all know. But this is a, you know, a, a prominent player, a solid veteran in this league, uh, you know, success with three organizations. And, uh, you know, a, a guy who's just, you know, bright of mind. He's a smart guy. He's a strong guy. And, you know, probably felt that he wanted to do this for a while. Sometimes the time is just right. And you have to, you know, where you can't essentially lie to yourself anymore. And obviously Carl felt that. And, you know, Hopefully this is the type of guy that could maybe spark change and could maybe get some other players who were on the fence of saying, Hey, I'd like to let the world really know who I am. And they've been afraid to do it. When you see a player like Carl Nassib, who has NFL success, he's been a veteran in this league, smart, strong, all around, you know, man, so to speak, you know, not just the football player that he is. Maybe it helps some other guys come out of, you know, the closet, so to speak, but come out of, you know, having to hide, uh, you know, who they truly are, you know, for the sake of, the sport, you know, quote unquote, you know, it says goes back forever with some of these older minds, but you know, obviously nothing but the best for Carl, which nothing but success. And obviously hopefully that you, know, maybe he's made, you know, a few guys in this lives, a few guys in this league's lives easier by saying it's truly okay to say who you are. And, you know, it shouldn't be looked at as, you know, frowned upon astigmatism, any of that stuff. Um, it's okay to be who you are. You know, obviously these guys who, you know, obviously, you know, love their women and run around. There's nothing wrong with, you know, being able to, you know, celebrate your relationships or, you know, whoever, you know, is important to you on a personal level off the field. We're going to get to some uh, contract extension talk here in just a second. More coming as we roll on through on your Wednesday Locked on Browns. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for the championships. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Now, Pete, you had an article out, I do believe it was yesterday, basically prefacing the order of contract extensions for you know the Cleveland Browns as far as importance. Jake Trotter talking that maybe Baker Mayfield could be the first of the 2018 class to sign his extension. A little interesting with him, and obviously we'll get to that. Um, Lane Atkins obviously reporting uh, uh, you know, through the OBR, uh, the podcast with uh, Andy Lytle and Stephen Thomas, uh, where the Nick Chubb contract negotiations have been going pretty strong now for a while. Baker's interesting, Pete, because we talked about, you know, Baker signing now as to Baker maybe signing next summer could be a significant financial difference, you know, kind of the, you know, bet on me type of mentality. Um, if 
the Browns can reach the heights in 2021 that a lot of people you know feel that they you know certainly can achieve. Nick Chubb a little bit different. Um, when you're a running back, man, you want to get that pen to paper as soon as possible with all that goes on. Uh, you know, you know the you know unfortunate and the you know dangers of playing running back in the NFL. Um, and I talked about this with Jared Mueller the other day. Now this is you know we got to see it a little bit with Andrew last year with this you know contract work with Miles Garrett. But there's a lot of work to be done here, and this is now essentially maybe the graduate school for Andrew Berry as you know, trying to retain, you know, some of this deep talent that they've got everywhere, and you know, trying to make sure that they can take this from a you know one to two year run to hopefully a three, four, five year run. Right. So the biggest thing going against the Browns is the fact that they have a ton of guys they have to get done. Uh, I, I, and all I, good. I mean, we're not talking small potatoes contracts here. I, I listed seven. That's, you know, I could have put Jadevian Clowney on there. I could have put Tack McKinley on there. Although, you know, I, I don't think those are deals that would get done uh, during the season. Uh, but the bottom line is if the Browns don't start getting deals done this summer, they're screwed because the second the these guys make it through the year, they're now going to just test the market, or at least most of them will. You're talking the number one guard on the market. You could have the number one running back on the free agent market, and now you're in some serious, serious trouble because you're talking top, top contracts. So, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't actually read it because uh, he's a jackass, but Mike Tannenbaum was arguing that Baker Mayfield <laughs> is not worthy of extension. And here's, you know, to Mike Tannenbaum, who's, <laughs> who's amazingly been employed by three different organizations still can't do math. Here's the problem. If you're not going to extend Baker Mayfield now, you shouldn't extend him next year because you're now going to pay somewhere around 30 million more dollars over the life of the contract. And if you're paying Minimum. 30 million more dollars over the life of a contract, let's let's say it's 5 years, that's, you know, an average of 6 million dollars per year. You're then going to say we're not sure about Baker Mayfield, but we're going to pay him and he's going to get less help. So that doesn't, you know, it, it just entirely flies in the face. The Browns have already decided. They've decided long ago that Baker Mayfield is going to be their dude. But if you weren't sure, you should be looking for your way out if you're not going to extend him now, simply because you're, you're, you're not helping yourself at that point. So, like, this is the thing. Baker Mayfield, not only do they believe in him – but he's the deal they want to get done the fastest because he sets the table for everything else. It really sets their budget for the next several years. So if you're going, well, you know, I'd really like to see Baker Mayfield play another year before I pay him one. Let's say he's, let's say he takes the step. You all hope he's going to take. We all hope he's going to take. And let's say he has an all pro season or he has an MVP season. What's that going to do to his, you know, his his contract? It's just going to escalate. And now you're already in a situation where you're trying to, you know, potentially win the race to to sign a deal before Lamar Jackson, who's representing himself, and then and then uh, uh, Josh Allen for the Bills. You don't want to finish third because you're, you're naturally going to sort of be paying more theoretically anyway in line. The Browns have already seen the benefit of this with Miles Garrett. They paid Miles Garrett a year early, which is something the Browns prioritize. This is something that, you know, they're, they're modeling after the Philadelphia Eagles pay early 
uh, for the sake of saving money. The player loves it because they're getting, you know, that, that what, what is, could be life-changing wealth, generational wealth, uh, sooner than later, there's that certainty is always a good thing. But, uh, if you get it done early, you're going to save some money. It's just the right thing to do. But if you get Baker Mayfield done fast, you can now immediately move on to Denzel Ward. You can move on to Nick Chubb. And obviously these, these, these negotiations are going on anyway, but in terms of actually being able to get pen to paper, that may be the one you want to get done the fastest. So I, I, I just, everything tells you it incentivizes you as much as maybe you, you, you'd like to wait and be really certain to take that risk. And we've already seen that you, you know, you can get out of a big deal if you absolutely have to the Ram, you know, the Rams got out of Jared Goff's contract and they got Matthew Stafford. They're still going to be, you know, a, a, a contender of sorts. I, I don't know how, you know, I don't believe that they're actually going to win the Super Bowl, but it can be done. But even if you're sort of like, you want to pull the court on Mayfield, it, it's a little bit easier said than done because you don't have another option and it ha- requires a great option to be out there and available. You know, unless you're like going, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll be sure that Deshaun Watson's going to be that's priority number one. You have to get that one done. It, it, it makes the most sense. And I think Baker Mayfield, you, you know, th- this can go one of two ways. Because he has, you know, outside marketing deals with Progressive and Hulu and some of these other things. On the one hand, he might be more inclined to wait. On the other hand, it might make him feel less worried about getting every single last dollar and he may be more focused on championships because of what that will do to his overall value, particularly in marketing and those off field opportunities, because he's really good at that stuff rings and all that stuff only adds to the, the value Mm -hmm. he potentially has in that realm. That's kind of where I think he's going to go, but you know, that, that, that becomes him. Some people, you know, the, the money is the score for them and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just a personal choice. So they may be more inclined to get a deal done. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson negotiating for himself, that may take longer simply because he's negotiating for himself. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to be like, you know, they've got this six weeks period, this six week period. Baker Mayfield can go, he's going to his brother's wedding in California. He, you know, he can do whatever he wants. His agents are going to take care of it and they'll let him know it's important. If Lamar Jackson actually has to do it, if he, you know, wants to take this time off. He's not negotiating his own contract. Meanwhile, Josh Allen theoretically has the least incentive to work uh, on a contract because he has sort of that he's coming off the all pro season. Obviously Lamar Jackson is the MVP in his sort of back pocket that is going to allow them to potentially get more money. But I think Josh Allen is the one that's going to likely want to go third. Uh, and the other sneaky part of that, that I, have to imagine has to at least concern the bills a little bit is COVID-19 vaccine because we've already seen um, not only do the bills have some um, guys with questions about uh, (laughs) that, but uh, nicely, (laughs) they also have a GM who admitted that, you know, if it's going to benefit them to cut a player 
who's unvaccinated, they'll do it. And that's not to say that they'll, you know, they're going to cut Emmanuel's or uh, they're not going to cut Cole Beasley. I don't think they're not going to cut Josh Allen or anything along those lines, but it might sort of be like, they'd feel better about the, you know, getting, getting, getting everything done. If he, you know, if he is vaccinated because of what it means potentially for this year uh, and, and the fear you have about, not only what happens if they test positive or whatever and they miss two games or or whatever, but just the the amount of accommodations and things they have to sort of keep in mind just to, to operate throughout training camp, throughout the regular season, and all those extras they have to do, uh, travel restrictions, all that stuff, that it might just be something that's sort of hanging out there uh, that, that could be a factor. Uh, the guy I think is a sleeper in all of this is Ronnie Harrison. Um, one, I think Ronnie Harrison could have a big, big, big year. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in last year and he was an impact player of sorts. And he was, you know, in some ways regarded as sort of the savior of the defense, uh, when he finally got on the field and, you know, the Browns have added so much talent where it's like easy to be forget, you know, sort of not really think of him. Uh, in that first wave of guys, because you have John Johnson, you have Jadavian Clowney, you have Troy Hill, you have uh, Tack McKinley, you have Anthony Walker, you have Greg Newsom, you have JOK. Like you have all these guys, Grant Delpit coming back. Uh, they, Ronnie Harrison doesn't sort of come to mind, but like given the way that the Browns have improved everything else, he may be able to have a much bigger impact. He's obviously entering a contract year. Joe Woods just lathered him with adoration at his 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 uh media availability that bind the fact that john johnson's contract is really nice uh that you could try to get ronnie harrison if it's possible on a on a multi-year deal or like it's five to six million dollars a year for like three years or something like that and you get him before he gets to that next thing that you know that that free agency and if he has a great year that he suddenly cashes in big, that you can sort of pay him early, keep him under contract because the safety position is really important to you. And you have Grant Delpit under a rookie deal. Like that's the one it's really tough for me to gauge a market on him, but that's the one where I feel like it could come out of nowhere and be like, Oh, by the way, we've also got this guy locked up because he was a good player and can do a lot of things and really fits well in this defense. Well, when you talk about Ronnie Harrison, first thing you talk about is, you know, is versatility. Um, you know, the fact that he can kind of line up anywhere, which is, you know, what Joe Woods has been preaching since he got here and just, you know, makes, you know, four difficult matchups, you know, when you're playing the Ravens or even with the Bills where Josh Allen can run or the fact that, you know, you're going to play Kansas City and they got guys you can go deep and you're going to need long arms, tall safeties to hopefully try to, you know, at least help with over the top coverage on some of these speedsters. Um, and yeah, and I, I agree with you perfectly because you can kind of pay first couple of years of a Ronnie Harrison deal before, you know, you would entertain talks if everything goes well for Grant Delpit. And then, of course, at that same time, you're also talking about where you might be getting to the point where you could get out of a John Johnson, the third contract. If you he turned, he, he he also just turned 24 in April, which by Johnson? the way, makes him, yeah, no, or uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Harris, Ronnie Harrison. Okay. Which, which makes, no, J- John Johnson's like 26. Uh okay. Ronnie Harrison's 24, which make just turned 24, which makes him younger than Damon Arnett. Awful franchise Raiders. Awful. Yes. Well, that was the one thing I didn't get to with Carl Nassif. Um, great moment in the NFL and for the players. 
um, but for an organization that has no idea what in the world they're doing right now. Uh, we got a couple of listener questions. Uh, we'll get to those next here. Pete Smith joining me, Jeff Lloyd, here on your latest Locked On Browns. Did you know that Bill Barr has nine plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bill Barr fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bill Barr flavors, well, you're probably missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there is something for everyone. My favorite bar, of course, the mint brownie. It's got that Girl Scout cookie taste to it. Oh, so good. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you will get two of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, they are also healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, this is an interesting one here. Um, our first listener question, and I do appreciate you guys always for chiming in here. This is from It's Ty Guy 90 Who do you think, who do you have starting defensive tackles week one and maybe perhaps week 16? And Ty is curious because, you know, Andrew Billings, and this was going to be understandable for guys who missed, you know, 2020. Andrew Billings has always been a bigger guy. Obviously, you know, this is geared towards a little bit that, you know, Andrew Billings, and keep in mind, it was, you know, June. It certainly is not late August. Uh, Andrew Billings uh, maybe needing to thin out a tad bit. I'm tired of people body shaming my man, Andrew Billings, that Rubenesque <laughs> masterpiece. Um, now, listen, yes, he's going to lose a little bit of weight, but he's a giant man. That's just what he is. Um, even though he was like a little heavy, He's, his first step was outstanding. Uh, they were doing, you know, one of the one of the clips you got to see was the, they did these uh, first step sort of races uh, between defensive linemen, and his first step was faster, at least in the ones you saw, than Marvin Wilson, who's you know young spry uh, guy. And Billings' pad level was outstanding. His first step was great. Like he'll be fine. He's just a a freakish freakish man. Um, so. Uh, he he is i cannot state enough how much it was disappointing not because he uh is is somebody with asthma and and was worried about his health just in in terms of not playing in 2020 it's disappointing because he would have made such a big difference for this team go to that raider um, game the raider game would have been a prime example but he is exactly what the browns want against what the the Ravens are doing and against what the Steelers are hoping to do he is a you know it, it, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that Joe Woods and his presser basically said I think he was a power lifter in high school no how would he was breaking Mark Henry's records in <laughs> high school as a power lifter like you can find the video of him talking about it he was like uh I think he deadlifted like 800 pounds uh at 16 at 16 years old. He's just, uh, and, and obviously this continued at Baylor where he was just a massive power lifter. I think he was at 900 or a thousand pounds. Um, and, and, you know, Joe, I think 
that's why I think Joe Woods was partly doing this tongue in cheek is that he says he'll be squatting 900 pounds here shortly. Uh, he's the strongest guy on the football team by far. Um, maybe Miles Garrett is like just, you know, in terms of just freakishness a little bit, you know, more just in terms of everything he has, but Andrew Billings is, is a legitimate freak show in terms of just how strong he is. He's going to be your dude. Um, so long, you know, and again, the Browns are going to divide up defensive tackle into jobs. Um, I think that, you know, it, it, with moving on from Sheldon Richardson, the way they did, who was a guy who played 70% of snaps routinely, he was an iron man. He, he just plays, he never misses games. Um, he, you know, I think what you're going to see is more of a, a linebacker type, um, assignment of roles. So yeah, that you're not going to have, uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, and this is obviously a big for Chris Kiffin, who I think did a good job with this last year, that you're not going to just sort of leave guys out there hanging them out to dry. And, and you know, the roster limitations and, and obviously not having billings and stuff, you had that quite a bit early in the year with with uh, Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi. But I think you're going to get a far more even-handed approach They've got a little more depth, and obviously they're counting on some young guys to sort of step up uh, between uh, Jordan Elliott in his second year, uh, uh, Tommy Togiai as a rookie, and then Marvin Wilson as a rookie. Like They need those guys to be pretty good uh, pretty quickly, which is a really difficult ask. So if you're asking me who's going to be the starting defensive tackles, it's going to be uh, Andrew Billings and, and Malik Jackson uh, to open things up. And obviously – Jadevi and Clowney can sort of upper pressure off some of those guys uh, because they're going to want to use him inside. But I, I, I think you're going to get in a situation where hopefully, I think this is the goal that you're going to get guys that are on the inside that are no higher than 50% of snaps. Well, you know, strength in numbers and, you know, what they've done with the defensive line, certainly what they've done with the linebacker and certainly linebackers now what they've done with the secondary. This is kind of what they're going for. They want good players and it's not going to be a question of, you know, uh, you know, we'll call on you if needed. Um, It's kind of going to hopefully be a role for everybody. And and that's the plan. So this way, when you get, you know, certainly with, you know, the addition of a 17th regular season game where you get a week and, hey, this guy is only at, you know, 65%. Well, you want to know what? We're deep enough. Um, Let's not worry about this. Um, We'll bring him back next week. We've got plenty of guys that we trust. we got plenty of talented guys in here. This was all part of our plan. Um, This is actually a good one here. And um, this is uh, from at underscore Luckbuck. Always seems to find his way in here. Always with a decent question or two every time we put these out here. What key front office personnel or member of the coaching staff, Pete, if this season goes well, the Browns got very fortunate, obviously, this year, basically returning almost everybody. Um, they put together a second, you know, successful season here in 2021. Then you're going to start to get a tad bit more nervous about, you know, hey, um, what's going on in Cleveland? What can we poach to possibly improve our front office or our coaching staff? Uh, Quezzi Adolfo Mensa, the uh, VP of football ops. Um, he's the guy that I think will get poached at some point. Um, he already had an interview with Carolina about a possible GM job uh, that didn't go anywhere, but he, you know, got his foot in the door. 
Um, he is a really, really smart guy in terms of the m- numbers. Um, he is basically trying to get more seasoned with the football side of things. Um, he's spending he, he he spent a ton of time with scouts and stuff like that. He's just trying to learn that element of it. Uh, but he's young. Uh, I think he's in his early 30s. Uh, he's the guy I would I would keep an eye on in terms of the front office. Uh, they got him from San Francisco, and you know this was a st- this was a promotion for him. I think whether it's you know in a year or two years, I think he's a guy that, uh, that somebody's going to hire, and the Browns will get a couple of third round picks or whatever it is uh, for that. And then Joe Woods, look, I, I, there are a lot of people who have this sort of weird. Um, relationship <laughs> with Joe Woods. I, I don't think it can be underestimated how much he took one for the team last year. Uh, he was basically tour. working with parts from a junkyard last year. I mean, he he literally got the crap end of the stick last year. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the, the, look, the, there's pressure on Joe Woods, undoubtedly, but it's pressure that he welcomes. Like, this is, this is he's a guy who who, like, loves this the idea that the Browns have all this talent and and everybody's expecting them to be good um if the Browns have a great great season and win the Super Bowl I I think Joe Woods will be the guy who gets pegged uh somebody will hire him as a head coach Uh, I think he got sort of shafted um in his previous stop I I you know he I think I think he's a a guy that uh can be really good I I you know, I, I have questions with Joe Woods, particularly with communication that led to some breakdowns really late in the year last year. I thought that was pretty much uh, inexcusable, but I do really like the way he, uh, he has his finger on the pulse of what the NFL is doing in terms of offense. He understands where the game is going with how to, to build your defense. Uh, I, I think he's a really smart guy. I really like the way he talks in uh, press conferences and stuff. I, you know, he's the guy who stands out. Now, there are some sort of uh, quality control guys and some special assistant types that could get promoted and, and pegged uh, for, for some promotions elsewhere. Um, but I don't know that I see anybody else getting a, a bigger job uh, right away. Like, I don't see Bill Callahan going anywhere. Uh, maybe Chad O'Shea gets a promotion somewhere to be to call plays. Uh, I don't know if that's something that really interests him at this point. Uh, obviously you've got Alex Van Pelt, but I think he's going to get the play call duties here sooner than later. Um, so like there, there's not a lot of room for those guys to go up. So it's, you know, you're going down the thing like stump Mitchell's not getting a coaching job. Um, but, uh, Joe Woods, and then some of these guys that people won't know the names of offhand, like the the offensive line uh, helper guy, not Scott Peters. The I think it's John Shear or something like that. His guy who's who's thought well of, he could get promoted like as an assistant offensive line coach or something along those lines. But yeah, the big two are are Quezzi Adolfo Mensa and then and then Joe Woods. Which again, the 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 way the NFL is structured. Um, you know, unless you're Jack Duffin, who is ready to pack their bags because he wants the draft picks, um, <laughs> the, 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 those guys uh, that the Browns could, you know, potentially win a Super Bowl, and then those guys 
get then the Browns get raided. And it's, you know, it, it's the price of doing good business. Um, eventually, you know, people are going to want what has led to your successful product to hopefully lead them to a successful product of their own. Um, certainly a new, <laughs> a new error for the Cleveland Browns, so to speak. Um, you know, normally there was that stigmatism of they were associated with that franchise. My God, we don't want to touch them with a 10 foot pole. Um, but all sort of the changing of the guard now for what um, is your current Cleveland Browns um, after a successful 2020 season and certainly, you know, legit aspirations and, you know, legit expectations for the 2021 NFL season. He is Pete Smith of Browns Digest through Sports Illustrated. Uh, Pete and his team, obviously, always, you know, with the kick-ass coverage day in, day out, uh, you know, multiple podcasts, uh, obviously written uh, content, Day in, day out, uh, Browns Digest through si.com. Make sure you're following uh, at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show at Lockdown Browns, follow back account, DMs are open, as everybody knows. Um, whether it is iTunes, Spotify, or Odyssey, make sure you're subscribed or following the Lockdown Browns podcast. Five star ratings, written reviews. I do appreciate it oh so much. Uh, we'll continue to go through here. Obviously, this is a bit of a dead period, but allows, you know, for some different avenues and maybe not so much of a dead period um, with you know, all the talks of possible extensions here and certain players that are up for them. Uh, so it should be, a, you know, fun and interesting here, probably six weeks. Uh, so we get to the end of July, we start opening up the doors for training camp, getting back to business, uh, you know, for what we're all you know looking forward to for a heavy, heavy 2021 Cleveland Browns run. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.